we're going to see a verses on how to really receive from God. It's very important how to receive from God. Only when we receive from God will be able to give. How can we receive from God? Because we are spiritual beings without receiving what God has for us from His hands. We cannot do anything in the spirit realm. We're dealing with spiritual beings on a daily basis, minute by minute basis. And through our might, through our strength, through our wisdom, through our intelligence, through our resources, through our ability, through our talents, through our skills, we cannot accomplish anything. And as we saw this before, during one of our Bible studies or fasting prayer, I don't know when, but God spoke to us on how our body is housing the spirit man and whatever we are doing every day, we are doing or we are interacting in the spirit realm using our human bodies with the spirit man on the inside. So, God's word says so clearly, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. Even though we deal with human beings, we're not dealing with bodies, we are dealing with spiritual beings that are influencing those bodies that contain the spirit that is inside. Based on that, each person will act up, act out, behave Express, they'll say, oh, my emotions, but where is the force coming from in the emotions? What have they opened themselves up to? Is something most people don't know. They all think, oh, my feelings, my thoughts, but they have borrowed it from somewhere. They have taken it from somewhere. Someone said, here, I give this to you. And that person said, I will receive it. There was a transaction that took place. As a result of that, a person is sad, mad, angry, glad, whatever it is. They want to get up and run somewhere all of a sudden. All of a sudden, they don't feel like they want to sit here. All of a sudden, they don't feel like I don't want to talk. All of a sudden, I don't, I feel like I can't do this anymore. All of a sudden, they are shut down. They don't know many times. It's based on their choices, what they have done in order to allow whatever came suddenly like a tsunami that took over their territory, which should be, by the way, surrendered to Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone, if the person is a believer. Now, if the person is an unbeliever, then everything is controlled pretty much all the time by the dark forces that comes from the Dark realm, spiritual realm. We as God's people have the opportunity, grand opportunity to be led by God, to be led by God Almighty. Through the Spirit of God that works in us. He teaches us. He shows us. He speaks to us. But it's so important for us to recognize the voice of the Father. The Bible says, Jesus said this. My sheep, they hear my voice and they Follow me. You take a sheep from some other fold and put it suddenly in a new fold. The sheep 
has not been trained to the, to the voice of the shepherd of this fold. As a result of that, the sheep will be confused. Confused with the voice of the shepherd, confused with the voice of the previous fold that it was in. That's how many new believers are. They do. Some of them are old, but they are not. They have not given themselves to the training of the shepherd. Where they are constantly away, their ear is somewhere else. The shepherd will be calling here. They don't give themselves to the training of the shepherd as a result of that. They don't hear the voice of the shepherd. They don't know the voice of the shepherd. It is so important to stay connected. Let's turn our Bibles to John chapter 15, as the Spirit of the Lord wants us to go to. John chapter 15. John chapter 15. And we are going to read. I'm going to go there and see where the Lord wants us to go to. I'm going to read from verse 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. We will stop here and we will pray. Please pray this after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord, I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Jesus said this, I am the true vine. Jesus Christ is the true vine. Now, when Jesus says, I am the true vine, I'm the real thing, I'm the real deal. Always know this. If there is something real, then there will be a counterfeit that's there. If he is the true vine, then there should be something else that looks just like the true vine. Now, if you if you had vine in your backyard before, we we had it before, probably like yeah, over 10 years ago, we had grapevines in our garden, in our, ba- in our backyard. We had purple grapes, green grapes. And um, I was amazed to see, because I used to go and water, you know, all those. And when I went there, I saw something else right next to it. Looked just like it, but it was not it. It was something different. How come? It looked just like that. It's not the real vine. It's not the green grape vine. It's not the purple grape vine. It's not that red grape vine that we had. We had three three or four different types. It was not it. But it was something else. It looked exactly like it, but not it. We have to be very careful. Jesus is the true vine. Jesus is the true vine. And the Father is the vine dresser. He's the one who takes care of it. Jesus Christ is the true vine. And God the Father, he takes care of the vine. What is it? It's the body of Jesus Christ, the church of God, the universal church of God all over the world. Who takes care of it? God the Father. 
when a believer is planted in Jesus Christ when they get saved, they come under the eyes of God the Father. He looks at them and he takes care of them. Two things happen. One is a believer can go into the fold of God and they can sit there, not do anything with the salvation that God has given to them, staying in the vine. And God, the vine dresser, looking at it and saying, you're taking space and removing that branch out of that vine. Something else can take place. Where? A person who is born in the kingdom of God is grafted, he's placed into that vine, the branch. And then the branch latches on to the vine. And then it begins to bear fruit. When the vine dresser, God the Father, sees that, he's saying, oh, this is bearing fruit. What does he do? He blesses it. How does he bless it? He prunes it. He prunes it. He cuts it. When that cutting takes place, it hurts. The branch goes, ouch. The breaking takes place. And when that happens, he's doing it out of love because he says, you bore this much. You can bear even more. So I'm going to do something that's good for you so that you can bear more fruit. When you look at it, again, the branch is not bearing fruit so that it can bear the fruit and then eat the fruit by itself. It's not doing that for itself. The fruit bearing that comes out of the vine through the branches, it's a combined effort where the branch cannot provide the fruit without drawing from the vine. So the vine gives everything that the branch needs in order to bear fruit. But the bearing part in itself is the cooperation of the branch with the vine where it bears fruit. So when that fruit bearing takes place, God says, I'm going to prune you so that you can bear more fruit. That's where the suffering comes, where James chapter 1, the Spirit of God speaks about trials. When trials come, don't think that there's some strange thing that is happening to you. Rejoice because something good is coming out of it. You're going to bear more fruit. You're going to become more like Jesus. Without the fruit of the Spirit, we hear, heard many times in our messages that the purpose with which God has called us is for us to be useful for Him, not for ourselves. And the reason why God is pruning us is for us to bear much fruit for the kingdom of God. There's a reason. Jesus Christ went through suffering and he died so that we can be blessed. So the path that God takes us through is a very clear cut path, defined, well defined by God for every believer who abides in him and who decides I will abide in him and not simply sit there and take space and not do anything about the salvation God has given and waste time, God's time. The gardener's time, the vine dresser's time, and the vine's life. 
but I will make use of this great salvation. I'll make use of this blood of Jesus. I'll make use of this great gift of the Holy Spirit. I'll make use of everything that God has given to us. And what will I do? I will lay down my life so that someone else can live. What are you doing with the great salvation that God has given to you? What are you doing with the Holy Spirit that God has given to you? What are you doing with the gift that God has given to you? The life that God has given to you? The gift of being grafted into that vine, the Lord Jesus Christ. What are you doing with it is a question that God is asking you today. Now, Father, the vine dresser, he watches every branch that is in the vine. So never think that, well, I'm grafted, well, I'm there, well, I'm in the vine, well, I'm part of the body of Jesus Christ. So I will just always think about myself. That's the ones God will pull them out because there's no time and there's no place for that in the body of Jesus Christ. Jesus did not think about himself. Jesus left everything because he thought about you and he thought about me. That's what we are called to do. True discipleship is, first step is deny yourself. That's number one. Pick up your cross, number two. And number three is follow me. There's no following Jesus Christ without denying yourself. There's no following Jesus Christ. There's no real following Jesus Christ without denying yourself, picking up your cross, and going after it. The one who denied himself picked up his cross, and he led the way. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Jesus said, I am the vine. My father is the vine dresser. What a beautiful combination within the Trinity. The work of God in the lives of his people. He takes care of every branch. He watches every branch. The, the nutrients from the vine goes to every branch equally. It's not that one branch is getting more, one branch is getting less. No. Each branch is choosing to bear fruit. How much fruit they decide to bear fruit. Based on that, the father will begin to prune. The father will say, okay, you bore 50, and I'm going to prune you so that you can go 100. And you bore 100, I'm going to prune you so that you can go 200. With the faith that God has given to you. With the grace that God has entrusted into your hands. With the great salvation that God has given to you. The Father will require that from your hands because he is watching and he's saying, okay, if you are not doing what you should be doing and it's been three years, you're not doing what you should be doing. What will the Father do? He says, I can remove this from this spot and I can bring another one and graft it there in that place instead. Always remember that. God has created each one of us in a unique way for a unique purpose. Only we can fulfill that which is true. However, if I don't fulfill the call of God in my life, I am replaceable. God will remove me from here, from wherever he has placed me. And he'll bring someone else and he'll place there who can fulfill my job, who can fulfill my task. And if they follow the way of God, they will fulfill it. So no one should think that, well, if I don't do it, then God has nobody to do it. So he is never going to chuck me out. May God help us to understand the seriousness of not losing our crown. Eternity is just one step away.
Eternity is just one step away. So let's not waste another moment. Because we are moments away from eternity. And eternity is where we're going to spend our life forever, our time forever. Where we're going to be is John 15 chapter. Deciding what type of life you're going to live. Whether you're going to be in the vine or whether you're going to be removed from the vine. Who removes it? Who removes it? If someone comes and says, well, God will never cast anyone away. They're being deceived by the devil. Who removes it? God removes it. The Father comes and he removes it. The Father comes and says, I will remove you now. God the Father comes and he removes it. Why? Because they did not bear fruit. Now, this is not even talking about a diseased branch. That's a whole different story. A diseased branch will be cut away. A barren branch will be cut away. It is so important to be a pure branch, a holy branch that will bear fruit. Not just say, oh, I'm holy, but I can't bear fruit. I won't bear fruit. No. True holy branch will bear fruit. If someone is healthy, they will reproduce. That's a fact. God says over here, Jesus is the vine and the Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Why? Because it is supposed to. That's the byproduct. If you are going to abide in him, if you are going to be in him, you will bear fruit. You must bear fruit. You should bear fruit. It's by default you will bear fruit because the nature of Jesus Christ will flow through you. How can you not bear fruit? Not bearing fruit and being in the vine is abnormal. We must understand. It's abnormal. Because the life of Jesus is flowing into that branch. Because the nature of Jesus is going into the branch. If someone says, oh, I'm a believer and still cursing. Someone says, I'm a believer still acting just like the world. Or half world and half. Or Sunday Christians have no fear of God. Have no regard for the word of God. We have the question, first of all, number one. Are they abiding in the real vine or are they in some other counterfeit vine carrying a counterfeit spirit? Because the works of the flesh cannot be manifested through a branch that is abiding in Christ. So that is a big foundational question right there. What kind of a salvation do you have? Some don't even know that God has removed them from the vine. Samson did not know that the Spirit of God departed from him. How you manifest whatever is in you Shows who is in you. If your manifestation is the fruit of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit inside of you. But if your manifestation is demonic things and the Spirit of Christ is definitely not inside of you. What is the fruit that is showing out? What is the manifestation? Or if you are barren and saying, I'm not showing anything. I'm not bringing a single soul to the kingdom of God. I'm just sitting where I'm sitting. And as long as I just do the right thing and God will give it some time. And then God will say, okay, 
I've invested so much in this. No more. You know why? Someone else can take that place. Someone else can produce fruit. Because God is all about fruit bearing. God is all about expanding his kingdom. Every believer in the kingdom of God is called to contribute. Every believer in the kingdom of God who has been grafted in that vine, they are called to bring people to the kingdom of God. They are called to be the hands and feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are called to represent Jesus Christ. That means that branch, when it bears fruit, it shows to the people what that vine is. The quality of the vine. The fruit has to be tasty fruit. The fruit has to be good fruit. The fruit has to be disease-free fruit. Because it reflects the vine. Your behavior, your mannerism, how you live your life in your home, in your private life, in your secret life, in your open life, wherever you are, is a reflection of who is inside of you, who you are present. So if you say you're a Christian and if your fruit is bad, you're not just a bad representation of Jesus Christ. You're a representation of whatever is inside of you other than Jesus Christ. Understand that. It is important to know if you're abiding in Christ, then his life will flow through you. His life has to flow through you. And you should be producing fruit. Now, with this, say a person is abiding in Christ. And he's a branch that is abiding in Christ, not speaking bad words and not watching lewd things and not, you know, engaging in immorality and not, you know, gambling with his life and not, you know, putting his spouse down or her her spouse down, not engaged in lying and, and all kinds of stuff that we call, or the Bible calls the works of the flesh. It's not there. The bad qualities are not there. But you don't see the nature of Christ with a sacrifice with a thirst and hunger for the souls the word of God with it needs to be that love that goes above and beyond the nature of Jesus Christ let me tell you this there has to be something God is not expecting believers who are just coming just been grafted to all of a sudden bear like thousands of fruits no There has to be a little bud coming out. There has to be a tiny fruit that is there. Sitting in the vine. Something has to happen. Some change has to happen. When the father looks at the branch, there has to be a growth. There has to be something taking place. There has to be a change taking place. Like a baby that is born. There has to be a change taking place. And the milestones need to be met. Otherwise it will become a grief to the parents. How much more God the Father when he looks at us? Sitting in the kingdom of God. Sitting in the vine. The only difference is the Father will not bear forever. After some time he says, okay, put someone else in its place. Game over. Story ends right there. If God puts a period there, No one can turn that period into a comma and say, I will continue. That doesn't work that way. If God puts a period in the life of a person, it is called the end. And it's forever. If God says, I will remove this. And I'm going to put this away. There's nothing more sorrowful than that. So it is important for us not to live for ourselves. 
but to live for the one who put us in there. That saltiness that comes from God, it comes from being in the presence of God. And salt is not existing to show itself. Once it's mixed, once it's put where it needs to be used, it disappears, dissolves. You can't like eat like lumpy, salty food. It dissolves and it disappears. That's a property. That's a property of salt. That's the nature of Jesus Christ, isn't it? Selfless. He came to serve and not to be served. His life was not about himself. It was always about the will of the Father. Our lives need to be a reflection, should be a reflection of Jesus Christ. It has to be. That's how you know. Whether you are in the faith or not, the Bible says, examine yourselves whether you are in the faith or not. It's important to have a good assessment of oneself, Christian life. Whether I'm in or I'm not, it's important for us to know. I'm going to finish in a few minutes if the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away every branch that bears fruit. He prunes it. Pruning comes from God. That it may bear more fruit. It's the work of God. It's the work of God. And the fruit bearing is a byproduct. We've heard how to have that salt today. So I'm not going to go over it again. God wanted to speak some more to what God had spoken. To steal what God spoke before this. Spending time in the presence of God. Spending time in the word of God should cause a regeneration. Being in the church services should cause a regeneration in the lives of God's people. How will it happen if you don't put it to practice? Don't be a hearer and not a doer. The Bible says if we are just hearers and not doers, then we are like a person who goes and looks at his face or her face in the mirror and go the way they came. Just turn back and go back the way they came without doing a thing about cleaning the mess. That's in the face. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. That our lives be useful in the hands of the Almighty God. By the way, let me tell you this. You know who takes that salt and puts it to use? God. When we have that saltiness in us, it is God who takes the salt and he puts and he measures and he says, this goes this much here. No salt jumps up from its container and falls into the pot that it wants to be used and see, oh, can someone see me? I'm in the pot. No. God takes us from the pot that he stores us and he puts us where he needs to put us. And when he puts us in that place, It's only the flavor of Christ that comes out. We dissolve and we disappear. Only Jesus must be seen. Only Jesus will be seen. If you're real salt, then only Jesus will be seen. If you're a chalk, then it's different. If you're not salt and if you're chalk, then it'll be different because you won't dissolve. All the white, cakey, flaky stuff will be there. And no flavor. Many Christians are chalk pieces. Pieces of chalk, powdery chalk pieces. And not salt. They think that because we look white and because we are powdery too. We can do something in the kingdom of God. No. You can't put chalk in the food. 
It's not going to work that way. May God speak to our hearts today. Make sure you are in the true vine. If you're in the true vine, make sure that you bring forth fruit. And if you bring forth fruit, God will prune you. Remember that. When he prunes you, he prunes you with a lot of care and with much love and with expectation that you will bring forth much fruit. So once he prunes it, you're called to bear fruit. There are some people when they go through the pruning process, they become grumpy and they don't bear fruit. And what happens to the branch that doesn't bear fruit will happen to the same, will, will, will happen to the branch that doesn't bear fruit once it's pruned. Same thing happens. After some time, he'll say, okay, let me replace that with something else. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. Christian life cannot be toyed with. Trying to be one's own boss, I will determine when I will do what I want to do is a trait of Lucifer pride. I will not listen. I don't want to be told is a trait of Lucifer. I will make my own decision. You see how many times I come there. That's what Lucifer said. It's a trait of Satan. Not the characteristics of God. God is speaking to us today. If you want to bear fruit, you must abide in the true vine. If you're abiding in the true vine, make sure you get everything that God is giving to you. Put it to use. Put it to use. Make sure you make use of everything that God is giving by putting it to use. Being a doer of the word. Otherwise, God himself will remove you out. And that's not pruning. He will remove you out. And he will replace you with a branch that will do his will. Fruit bearing is a will of God for every believer. Fruit bearing is the will of God for every single believer. Remember that. No believer is called to not bear fruit. Every believer is called to bear fruit. Fruit bearing is the will of God. If we don't do that will of God, if we're not bearing fruit, if we're not bearing fruit unto righteousness, that our actions, our talks, our talk and our walk and whatever we're doing, if it is not showing that we belong to Christ, that Christ is flowing out of us, that what we're doing is like what Jesus would do, even in small levels. Like I said, tiny bit of fruit at least need to be seen. Even if you don't know Jesus a lot, life has to be changing, has to be changing, has to be changing. There has to be some change taking place. And when the time, when it's time to bear fruit, fruit has to be seen. I want to say this last thing and conclude for tonight. Jesus was going with his disciples from one place to another and he was hungry. When he was hungry, he saw a fig tree from far away and it looked like it had figs in it. And he went to that fig tree eagerly looking for figs. Now you know what Jesus ate. He ate bread, he ate fish, and he ate figs. He looked at that fig tree, and when he saw that there was no fruit in it, 
He cursed that fig tree. You know why? The fig tree had the appearance of a tree that has fruit in it. But when Jesus came up close and he saw, it was deception. It was not the truth. So he said, out of you, no fruit ever come. You know why? Because you had a form of godliness. You had leaves there. You looked like you had fruit because that's how fig trees are. After the fruit comes, the leaves come up. It looked like it contained fruit because it had leaves all over. But when he went near, there's no fruit. You think this happened when Jesus just walked in was a coincidence? No. That's a spiritual principle that God wanted to place in his word through his disciples. Until Jesus comes back. Until we go to be with the Lord. So we all know. God will come to our tree. And he will come looking for fruit. There is this hunger that God has. Hunger for souls. Hunger for righteousness. Hunger for the image of Jesus to be formed. And he will come and see. What are we bearing? What do you have in your tree? Is it a show or is it a real thing that is there? If it is hypocrisy, he'll say, no more. There's no time and no place in God's kingdom to play church. God, out of hunger, he comes and he looks for things. Out of thirst and hunger, he will come to us expecting fruit. Similar to John 15. What are you bearing? Are you bearing? You can't say, well, I'm not bearing any nasty fruit, but I'm not bearing. So whether you're bearing bad fruit or you're not bearing fruit, they all go under the same category. Because we are called to bear fruit. In our season, we should bear fruit if we're abiding in Him. You know why? Because you cannot sit and waste the blood of Jesus if you're sitting, if you're abiding, if He has grafted you in that. Vine, the Lord Jesus Christ. You are drawing. Something is going inside of you, but you're not doing anything about it. You're wasting the resources. You're wasting the blood of Jesus. You're wasting the word of God. You're wasting everything that is going inside because you're not doing anything about it. May God speak to your hearts tonight. May the Spirit of God stir up your hearts. May the Spirit of God stir up your soul. May the Spirit of God stir you up into becoming what God wants you to be. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord?